guys. Welcome back to Maury's Music. My name is Maury Rutsch. And I'm Spoon Phillips. And we have a lot to talk about on the program we like to call Martins and More. And we've given you weeks and weeks and weeks of Martins. It's time we bring you more. Spoon, is today a good day to talk about Blue Ridge guitars? Absolutely, absolutely. I've been looking forward to this for some time now. We are doing this the right way. For today's podcast, Spoon is in China. We're piping his signal into San Francisco via satellite and routing that back to Coldale, Pennsylvania, just like the Blue Ridge guitars. Spoon, I bet you didn't know that Blue Ridge guitars are not made in Nazareth. Ni hao. Ni hao, everybody. Um, <laughs> I was aware of that fact. For the record, I am not in China. I'm in Brooklyn, though we have some wonderful uh China, uh, heavily Chinese neighborhoods and uh, restaurants. So, but that's as close as I get. That's entirely my fault. I'm thinking about one of my favorite songs, Chinatown from Spoon Phillips. My mind just goes to that sometimes. So please forgive me. Oh, that's really nice of you to say. Um, I get a lot of compliments on that particular song. But yes, Blue Ridge guitars, they're made in China. They uh, have been very popular for a very long time now. I think when people do their research trying to find a high quality acoustic guitar that is a serious bargain compared to other uh, major brands. Blue Ridge comes up all the time. Good, very good reason. And before people ask me the question, I'll answer it right now. Blue Ridge guitars absolutely are the best value we could find. Back when we signed up with them a long, long time ago, we watched the forums, we took the pulse of what a lot of people are talking about on the internet and names like Recording King, Eastman. There are a lot of guitars you can look at in the quote-unquote sub-thousand dollar category, and that's just a painting with a broad brush. But all the while that we've been carrying Blue Ridge guitars from the beginning and consistently throughout all the time we've had them, we are still looking for that brand that catches the public's attention just as much or better and holds up to the reputation. And we still can't find a better guitar to offer you at these price points. And we're, we're trying all the time. It, it's not fair for us to just rest on our laurels, carry Martin, carry Blue Ridge, and just stop thinking. We honestly still do feel in 2022, without doubt, that the Blue Ridge guitar is the way to go. Yeah, they definitely have a lot going for them. Uh, I want to say right up front uh, that Blue Ridge guitars come in a gig bag that's got to be one of the most attractive and practically good gig bags out there. And if uh, I think if Blue Ridge would allow dealers to just sell those uh, high-end gig bags alone, you know, to the customers, they would probably sell loads and loads and loads of them because they're, I, I, just, uh, I just think they look cool, they feel great, and you can tell, you know, they do their job very, very well. There's no secret most of the Blue Ridge designs are heavily inspired by Martin, if not deliberately trying to copy what's going on. And that doesn't mean that in the past, Blue Ridge hasn't aimed at some Gibson styles. But for the most part, when you look at a Blue Ridge guitar on marismusic.com, there's a very, very good chance that it's inspired by a Martin design, whether it's a Dreadnought, a Triple O, OM, or even a parlor guitar. And Spoon, you'll be able to echo this sentiment, but there are basically three ways to get the Blue Ridge design. You can get the Contemporary series, which is laminated back and sides. You can get the Historic series that steps up to solid back and sides, or the Pre-War series that's solid back and sides and an Adirondack top. And both the Contemporary series and Historic series feature a solid Sitka top. Where do you want to start? 
Well, an, an overview of them, you just pointed out how they're inspired by Martins, but then basically every acoustic guitar with steel strings in the modern world was inspired by the designs that Martin had come up with at one time or another. So I, well, I'd say we could, let's start with the contemporary series, because one of the cool things about the contemporary series uh, with the laminated back and sides is the prices are all exceptionally good. The, the quality, the build and the finish and all that is always very good. And uh, you can get what is the best four string tenor guitar on the market in this price range. I don't think anybody offers a tenor guitar in this price range that comes close to uh, the BR40T is the contemporary series uh, tenor guitar. For people who don't know, tenor guitars were made for tenor banjo players originally back in the Depression era when uh, Martin wanted to offer, you know, when they knew the banjoists were changing over to acoustic guitars, when they got uh, steel strings, they offered uh, tenor guitars that that uh, these Blue Ridges are, are inspired by. Let's not gloss over the important things about these names. You said BR40T, and it's important to note that BR is going to stand for Blue Ridge. Everything on today's program will begin with the BR. There are some guitars in the past Blue Ridge catalog that would have started with BG, but just for now, that's not gonna be in today's conversation. So BR means Blue Ridge, 40 means laminated mahogany back and sides, and T means tenor. And 40 isn't just important because it's four zero, it's important because it's only two digits. And Spoon, can you help explain why two digits is different than three when you're looking at the Blue Ridge catalog across the board? Yes, that's a very good point. It's a quick way to realize you are in the contemporary series. So the contemporary series is what I would call Martin design from before Martin's reimagined series. So you get like a black pickguard, you get a dot fingerboard, and uh, and so forth. So that's the contemporary series. It is the most affordable Blue Ridge guitars that you can get. Other offerings in the contemporary series and tenors also include a BR60T and a BR70T, and they both follow suit. They're still tenor guitars. 60 means laminated rosewood back and sides, and 70 means laminated rosewood back and sides with pearl. Yes, very good. Uh, so, so 40 best bang for the buck. Uh, you go up to the 60s, like Mari just said, with the uh, rosewood, and then you get the fanciest, uh, the fanciest trim up in the 70s. And so there's some overlap. The contemporary series models that have the highest prices are overlap with the historic series guitars uh, price-wise. The most affordable historic series and the uh, most uh, expensive contemporary series are basically in the same price range. So you really want to look at the specs uh, and see for yourself when you're uh, comparing guitars that have similar prices from Blue Ridge. That's a good point. You might want to put your money towards solid back and sides or choose to spend it on pearl trim. And that does give you the option both ways. And it's a good part of the podcast to let you guys know, anyone out there that really has a hard time with the wide neck, a lot of Martins and Blue Ridge have one and three quarter inch at the nut. Some of them have one and 11 sixteenths. These tenor guitars are one and nine thirty seconds. <laughs> That's right. Only four strings. You don't need that wide a, a neck. A old friend of mine who is a musicologist and uh, was a uh, journalist who was published many times in all the major guitar magazines 
a has a Blue Ridge tenor that she absolutely loves and, and serenades us on her uh, social media accounts regularly with that guitar. But um, so, yeah, so very cool that you can get the, you know, the tenor affordable. You can get it uh, with Rosewood back inside that you can, it goes like uh, Mari said, it goes kind of goes up the scale of construction. Now, I think for me, one of the, the sweet spots for me is the historic series. These are the ones that are more like Martin 1930s guitars in certain respects. These are the ones that are instantly recognizable by the leopard pattern. I don't know if that's what they call it, but a leopard pattern pickguard that you'll see on uh, some rare Martins here and there, particularly the one that the late Tony Rice owned and that was owned by Clarence White before him. Um, that's basically what those uh, pickguards were inspired by. And you, um, you're going to have that total traditional you know, bracing, forward shifted, scallop bracing. And here again, even though it's now a 140 instead of a 40, the four is mahogany back and sides, but now we're up into solid mahogany back and sides. And then you get uh, the dark binding and the black and white ply, similar to Martin's style 18. Solid Sitka spruce top, always really good tops. It has a sort of vintage toner look to the top. It offers that slim that Mario, Mario was just talking about, that slim 111/16 inch neck. So that's a uh, really nice. Um, it's got the rosewood fingerboard and bridge. So again, it's similar to the Martin uh, 18s that were around in the 1990s and all going back to the 1940s that had rosewood for the uh, board and bridge. And they have nickel plated tuners. I think it's a really uh, good option for people who want to add a mahogany guitar to their arsenal that maybe uh, as a second guitar or as a guitar that they can take on the road and not put their you know vintage Martin at risk or some, you know, something like that. There's many reasons to own Blue Ridge. Either it's the uh, best guitar you can afford or it's uh, the best second guitar that you, um, when you're looking for something that maybe is a, body size that you don't normally play, but you want to have one. One of my big uh, favorite parts of the whole historic series is the cutaways. They You can get a auditorium size body uh, with a cutaway, but still get the, the same uh, historic series look. So that's very appealing to me. And if you're going that route, those guitars are going to end with a CE. One example might be BR-163 CE. 163 means solid rosewood back and sides and CE cutaway electric. And if you want to go even further than that, while we're still in overview mode, going higher than the historic series takes you into pre-war Blue Ridge guitars that begin with the prefix 2. And again, one quick caveat, in today's conversation, we're only talking about current models in 2022. There are some new old stock or older model Blue Ridge guitars from before 2021 that might kind of fly in the face of our reasoning and the rules we're going to lay down as far as how guitars are named, what their names mean. That only really does apply to current production models. And we're taping this show in the summer of 2022. So get your keyboard ready. If you hear us say something about a BR243 and it's not true, you probably have a BR243 from three years ago. So settle down. Don't come at us with the pitchforks. <laughs> We're going to make lots of mistakes, but not about the names. And one of my favorite guitars that we've had here was a BR240. It's a pre-war version of the 140, which is the Blue Ridge version of a D18. But in the pre-war series, the 240 
actually has an Adirondack top, making it more similar to what used to be called the Martin D18 GE. Raise your hand if you're getting confused. <laughs> well, before we get too farther along, I want to step back now to confuse them even more. Uh, go back to the Historic Series. One of the things I wanted to mention, a guitar that you cannot get in the Contemporary Series in terms of design that you can get in the Historic Series is found in the BR341, which is a 12-fret slothead parlor guitar. And this is a contemporary 12-fret, but very uh, throwback with a, a straight bridge and instead of the belly bridge, slotted headstock, the body size. I think if Maury has measured this, it would be, it's between a 12-fret O and a 12-fret double O when you're talking Martins, but it's closer to an O. And it's got a one and seven eighths inch width at the nut, but it's long scale. And the body shape is more of that sort of peanut shape to it, similar to the smaller body Martins that were made like in size two and a half and size one. So really cool option for people that have wanted to add a small, comfortable 12 fret body to their uh, collection without spending a lot of money. And if you, some of you may know, already know the 12 fret body with the extra long sound chamber, they sound bassier and louder than their, than a 14 fret guitar built in the same size. So, um, so for people on the lookout for a nice, comfortable slot head, uh, this may be the guitar for you. Absolutely. And we talked about the fact that a two digit prefix means laminated back and sides. A three-digit prefix beginning with one is the historic series with solid back and sides. And the pre-war series is the three-digit number that begins with a two for a 280, which is in the pre-war series with an Adirondack top. I just want to quickly say that the BR341, BR361, and BR371, the three means parlor, and they are solid back and sides. I'm going to ask you, Spoon, this is an easy way to get spun around. Would you rather take one specific model like a BR160 and talk about its variations going pre-war, historic, contemporary, or should we take one series and walk through the bare bones beginning through all the models? What's easier for you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after these messages. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, so we just had a really productive meeting with our producer, and we need to make a little bit more of an effort to not confuse you people. Thank you very much for listening this far. Please don't go anywhere. We're going to try to circle the wagons and make some sense of these series. We still have not properly given you an overview of the pre-war series. The pre-war guitars from Blue Ridge that begin with the two give you a solid Adirondack top, ebony fingerboard and bridge, solid premium tone woods on the back and sides like premium mahogany and premium rosewood and it's the only way to get into the blue ridge guitars with a one and three quarter inch nut width so when you're looking at these series contemporary at the bottom historic in the middle and pre-war at the top if you want an adirondack top or one and three quarter the pre-war series is the only way to go and i think now that we've kind of laid out the groundwork why don't we take an opportunity spoon and go look at one model in the contemporary series and then we can discuss exactly what you're getting when you graduate from contemporary to historic and then graduate from historic to pre-war in the same exact trim. Can we begin with the BR-40? I think that's the perfect place to start. 
So what can you tell us about the contemporary series Blue Ridge BR-40 Dreadnought? Okay, so BR-40 Dreadnought. So solid Sitka spruce top, good quality. Uh, it has mahogany back and sides. Uh, that's laminated mahogany. And it, the neck is made of mahogany. And, and just like you get in uh, at Martin, the neck is finished by hand. So the, you know, the, the shaping, final shaping and sanding, all that's done by hand. You have a rosewood fingerboard with actual genuine mother of pearl dot position markers like vintage Martins. That means that it's a white marker, but it's mother, actual mother of pearl. So it reflects pink and blues, you know, when the light hits it. So that's very cool. So you're getting the uh, traditional Martin style dreadnought body. The scale links on these guys, when you call them long scale guitars, they're actually a tiny bit longer than Martin's. Martin's are 25.4 and Blue Ridges are 25.6. And that's because, of course, they're actually metric and they're 650 millimeter uh, string scale. And so plenty of power, plenty of uh, projection. The purfling on the top is similar to the traditional Martin black and white five ply um, basically black, white, black, white, black, and similar to the, what I would now call old style 18, they're, they're uh, black binding, black pickguard, and uh, one 11 16th inch neck, bone nut, and uh, nickel plated tuners, and a uh, natural high gloss finish. That's what they call it. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but that's what they call it. And it comes with their standard gig bag, which is a, like a, almost a, I don't know if they call it a gold or, or a, it's, you know, more gold than tan, but it's got a, it looks like tanned leather to me, though, of course, it's not actually made of leather. And, um, but it's, you know, and padded gig bag, you know, it's a, it's a lot of guitar for the money for a, a mahogany laminated dreadnought. Well said. And I just thought of something I should have mentioned maybe 30 minutes ago. When you look at these guitars across the board, contemporary versus historic versus pre-war, the contemporary series finish is a very neutral blonde. When you do go up to the historic series and to the pre-war series, you get more into that pumpkin orange vintage toner. So I don't want to forget to make mention of that. Looking at a BR-40 is the way to go if you want that blonde look, because when you graduate away from the series, the tops do look darker. Yes, that's correct. And they're similar to the finish that was used on Martin's Vintage Series and the Eric Clapton models back when they first came out in the 90s and the early 2000s. Martin has since gone with less obvious vintage toners in these days. But, uh, but they look basically, it's a, I mean, I've seen a zillion uh, pre-war Martins that look exactly like this kind of finish. So, so it's a, they do a good job with uh, making it look like, like a pre-war guitar. So if I'm a shopper and I want to look at a BR-40 style guitar, but I'm set on getting solid mahogany back and sides, I've got to go to what they call the BR-140. So I just mentioned a moment ago, the BR-140 is going to give you a darker looking top. You're still going to have the 1 and 11 sixteenths. It's important to note all of these guitars have forward shifted bracing. So when you go from the 40 to the 140, those things don't change, but you do get the added benefit of solid mahogany back and sides in the BR-140. And the headstocks look a little bit different too. I, every time I open my mouth about these Blue Ridge guitars, I forget one more thing to mention. I'm so afraid, instead of hitting it all at the very beginning of the show, there are going to be little nuggets we're going to drop at you guys that sort of reveal the differences between guitars. The contemporary series and the historic series do have slightly different headstocks as well. 
Yes, they, they, uh, the design on the headstocks has changed over the years. So Blue Ridge has uh, gone through various uh, aesthetics. They look similar, but as you go up, you get a, I don't, I don't know if I would call it a more impressive headstock design, but it's certainly, uh, that's, I think, a, a matter of opinion. But just like in Martins, as you go up into the Pearl models, you're getting a much fancier headstock. So, and just, if you just go on, um, on Mari's music and, and look at the different models, you can compare those different headstocks uh, designs on the face plates. But what's really nice about this series, when you get up to the 140, is you get a higher quality mahogany uh, neck as well. So um, they call it a choice mahogany neck. I'm sorry, they call it a select mahogany neck. The back and sides are choice mahogany back and sides. And so you're getting solid mahogany neck, solid mahogany back and sides, a uh, good quality Sitka spruce top with the forward shift scallop bracing. So all solid wood, uh, solid rosewood uh, fretboard and bridge, and that leopard tortoise pickguard. So um, very attractive and great sounding. Uh, still got your 111/16 inch neck. Again, you can, this is, we're talking about the dreadnought right now, but you, when you get into the triple, what they call the triple O size, which is still a long scale neck, you can also get that cutaway model. So, but you still get that vintage look. And that's something that Martin just uh, doesn't offer very often. So uh, just one more reason to look at this uh, historic series. So that's the solid mahogany dreadnought in the historic series. And if you keep in score at home, this is the guitar that's very, very closely related to a Martin D18. The previous mentioned BR40 would be the laminated back and sides version, which Martin really doesn't offer. But going apples to apples, if you're looking at a Martin D18, what you want to compare in the Blue Ridge series is the Blue Ridge BR140. That's correct. But if you really want to go even more vintage and you really want that Adirondack spruce top, then you have to go up to the BR240. You're correct. That's where you get the Adirondack spruce top, choice solid mahogany back and sides, and you don't give up anything as far as bracing or neck feel, but you do get a one and three quarter inch nut. You also get the tortoise binding instead of the black binding. So that's a, another improvement in some people's eyes as you go up. Still have nickel plated tuners. You have to get into the, the the uh, rosewood models to get the gold plated tuners, but very good quality, um, really kick the barn doors off, punchy Adirondack mahogany uh, voice for those uh, bluegrass pickers out there. And sadly, Martin doesn't offer anything right now in the catalog to be an apples to apples comparison. But if you're looking at the used market, the old Martin D18GE would have been fairly similar, except for the fact that the D18GE had a V-neck, and there are other slight differences. But that's basically what SOG is going for in the BR240. Let's pause for a moment and listen to a sound sample of a Blue Ridge guitar. This is the BR240.
it was uh, very difficult to find Martins that didn't have a V-neck that had Adirondack spruce tops. And um, so maybe this would be a good time for you to talk about your impressions of the Blue Ridge neck, because you certainly have uh, have them in your hands much more often than I do. I do want to say that the Blue Ridge necks in general, and I'll, I'll make a little asterisk here, not the 341, 371, or 361, but every other Blue Ridge that we carry, the neck is fairly slim. Uh, I call it the shoulders, Spoon calls it the cheeks, but if you picture the guitar neck in your hand, the edges under the E-strings of the neck, that part of the neck carve are a little bit thinner. The entire neck in general has less mass than a lot of similar Martin necks, and the frets are a lot taller. I was just talking to a friend of mine at a gig last week. He bought a BR-160 from us a long time ago, and he went to get the frets replaced, and uh, some someone that you and I know, Spoon, laughed, and he said, you can have these frets faced five more times before you get down to where Martin frets start. So if you like the Blue Ridge feel, that means you like a, f a feel of a taller fret wire. You can basically take these frets and face them down three, four, five times. And at that fifth facing, now you're at the height of, of a Martin fret wire. So it is a different feel. It's not fair to say that if somebody likes the neck on a Martin 00028, you'll automatically like the neck on the Blue Ridge similar. They are different feels. So where Blue Ridge makes a very, very good attempt to sound like a Martin guitar, they do not feel like Martin guitars. Not for better or worse, but the feel of a Blue Ridge neck is taller frets and a skinnier profile. Yeah, I think they. some people uh, consider them more comfortable than Martin necks. Um, and I, other people, maybe people with very large hands might feel they're too easy play, as it were. And the taller frets means that you can press down on the strings harder without contacting the fretboard. So uh, I think some people do like that. They're not uh, jumbo frets by any stretch of the imagination, but they are definitely taller. If you're looking at the Martin guitars, but you do want to narrow nut width, a lot of the Blue Ridge guitars in the Historic series really might be the way to go because you can't find, for example, a D18 with one and 11 sixteenths anymore. So it's not just about budget. Blue Ridge might be the way to go if you like the feel of a thinner neck. Well, that's more than enough talk about mahogany. Let's talk about the Rosewood guitars. Let's go to the BR-60, which is the better version of a BR-40. The BR-60 has Rosewood back and sides. <laughs> Spoon, have you played any of them? Yes, I have. Um, I, you know, I'm a mahogany fan, uh, even though Mar Mari jokes about this stuff. I do like the Rosewood. I have to say, I do like the Rosewood Blue Ridges better than the mahogany. I think the Blue Ridge sound, I would say, compared to the Martin, is it's uh, brighter and a little more vibrant and isn't as uh, dark and woofy in that undertone that I, uh, you know, talk about under the low mids and stuff like that. So Rosewood definitely helps warm up that sound. And the BR-60 is a laminated back and sides of Rosewood. It certainly looks great. It has the same build and the same neck shape and all that. But uh, now you're getting into, you're getting into interesting fret markers. In the 60, BR-60, you have the black and white top purfling but you have white binding instead of black binding. But if you go up into the BR-70, that's where you get into the abalone pearl. And that's where you get into the really interesting abalone, sort of outline abalone hexagon markers. So that's a unique look that's different than a, a typical Martin pearl look, but still in a laminated guitar. So down here in the contemporary series, you get 
nice looking rosewood veneer uh, with a laminated veneer uh, back and sides. And you can either get that sort of classic traditional style 28 look, dot fret markers and, and white binding, or you can go up into those, uh, into the nice abalone of the BR-70. Pretty cool. Well said. And the BR-60 really does punch way above its weight. We've done a couple of videos about that guitar. That guitar has been the subject of Mystery Guitar Podcast at, from time to time. And I really think, I'm not sure why, but the laminated Rosewood back and sides, Blue Ridge guitars do not sound laminated to me. There's a lot of blind tests I've done and not speaking badly of mahogany or making that joke, you know, even longer. I think the laminated Rosewood guitars from Blue Ridge really, really do sound very resonant. Yes, no, I totally agree. I think they have a, uh, their, their voice is Martin-like, but they still have their own thing going on. They have a, a very fast, articulate, tone to them. So I, I can totally see why uh, flat pickers like them. I can see why they named them Blue Ridge because they, they definitely have what I hear in my head as a bluegrass kind of sound. So, and, and you know, the, again, the price is, uh, is really hard to beat for what you get with a uh, BR-60. Now, if you want the solid wood, if you want solid rosewood back and sides, then you go up from a BR-60 to a BR-160, and that's in, it brings you into the historic series. Mari had pointed out that the contemporary series version, the BR-60 and the BR-70, ha do not have the vintage toner, so you're getting more the natural look of the Sitka Spruce top. But when you get into the one, uh, 160, now you're getting into that vintage toner. Now you're getting into a look that is more like the modern day uh, Martin Standard Series 28. And, but you still get uh, Sitka Spruce and uh, Ford Shifted Bracing. You also get a little fancier uh, fret markers. They are like the Martin Diamonds and Squares, but they are a little fancier and you'll get a much fancier headstock design that is a torch design that's unique to Blue Ridge. And they really, it really reminds me of some of those very ornate banjo headstocks from around 1900 before and after 1900. So it's definitely a, a it's unique uh, to Blue Ridge, but it is still reminiscent of pre-war era instruments. Very nice looking instruments. Wait, did you say BR-160? BR-160. Bestseller alert. I have to tell you guys listening, that has to be one of the biggest bestsellers across the board, not even just in Blue Ridge guitars, but when you count all the guitars we sell every year, the BR-160 is, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's in the top 10. That guitar just has everything going for it. Back when we became a dealer in 2003, uh, we got in with Blue Ridge very early. And from the early 2000s up until now, we just sold the BR-160 to a fine gentleman on the phone on Friday. He's going to have a trance audio amulet installed, and that's what I'm doing on the weekend here between podcasts. That guitar... It's just so resonant. The price is so perfect. Getting a solid top, solid back and sides in the D28, HD28 voice, whether you put a pickup in it or not, the BR160. Uh, we don't have any awards here on this show, but if we did, Spoon, we got to set one aside for the BR160 because it's just <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and again, for the price, how do you beat that? Um, and I liked what you just said. You were having He's having the amulet pickup put in it. 
if uh, what you're really looking for out there is a stage guitar, then you're going to be plugging in primarily. A Blue Ridge is a, actually a great way to go. Those comfortable necks and for the, you know, a lot of guitar for the money. Now, if you really want to fancy it up, in the Contemporary Series, you go from a 60-something to a 70-something for the Pearl. In the Historic Series, you go from a 160 to a 180. And the 180 is premium Sitka spruce top. So it's higher grade Sitka spruce top, solid premium rosewood. It's their best rosewood. You're getting a select mahogany one-piece neck. You're getting an absolute solid one entire solid one-piece mahogany neck. And you're getting an ebony fingerboard and bridge instead of rosewood. So 160 has rosewood fingerboard and bridge. So it's really more like a, a D21 would have been back when they were making D21s. But to get a ebony fingerboard and bridge, you have to move up to the Pearl Trim BR-180. And you get a... Uh, it still comes with white binding, um, but it has a bound neck and uh, Albaloni purfling, you know, basically their version of a pearl-trimmed Martin. So the BR-180 gives you the pearl trim of a Martin D45. So we're skipping the 41 and the 42. We're going to Abalone inlay around the backsides and top, as well as the ornate bound neck and inlays and the ornate Blue Ridge headstock torch artwork inlaid on the faceplate. That's right. And those of you guys that are smart shoppers, you could either buy a D45 or eight Blue Ridge BR-180s. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. And we're still talking about solid premium rosewood and solid premium Sitka forward shifted scallop bracing. Uh, one and 11 sixteenths inch nut that you're don't get from Martin anymore when you're talking about these kind of guitars. And gold-plated hardware, now we're getting up into the gold-plated tuners. And you get a higher grade, and this is where you get into the really nice gig bags. Their, their Pro Tour Deluxe gig bag, is uh, it's got thicker padding than you get in the Contemporary Series. And it's a, uh, they have a word for it. I forget, it must be, it might be rustic, but again, looks like looks like a leather bag. It's not actually leather, but it certainly, uh, it certainly looks like it. And I think they're just gorgeous. So there we have the historic series. Again, just remind people, you get the vintage uh, toner look. You're getting all solid rosewood. It is, I mean, it really is the same materials, the same kind of bracing that you get on a Martin D45 for an almost unbelievably lower price. So... It's definitely something to think about if you love uh, the look of abalone inlay all over the body. It's so ornate that the abalone inlay is inlaid with abalone inlay. <laughs> yes, and some people may recognize that was a that was my very bad Jonathan Winters impersonation. They all over the body. Um, anyway, um, is that what that was supposed to be? <laughs> quiet, you. Um, <laughs> Is it time for a trivia question? Sure, let's do a trivia question. So you have the in the contemporary series BR40, BR60, BR70. In the historic series, you have BR140, BR160, BR170. Wait, no. BR180. Why is the 7 in the model name in the contemporary series, but when you graduate to the historic series, 
and the pre-war series, the sevens become eights. If you're watching this on YouTube, let us know in the comments. If you're listening at home, nowhere to put the answer, but just think about that. <laughs> so back to our climb up the Blue Ridge Mountain. So BR60, Rosewood, Laminate, Dreadnought, we're talking traditional 14 fret, non-cutaway Dreadnought, BR160, solid Rosewood, BR180, premium solid Rosewood, and pearl trim, very similar to a Martin D45. Then we get up to the BR260, which I believe by now our listeners know that two means it's anybody pre-war series Adirondack spruce top, premium Adirondack spruce soundboard, forward shifted scallop bracing, solid premium rosewood back and sides, solid select one piece mahogany neck, you got ebony fingerboard and bridge. You have um, something similar to the vintage style 28 diamonds and squares uh, markers that Martin would call them, but a little bit fancier. You get a couple of extra markers in there that are closer to what you get in the f uh, 40s in Martin. And whether you're getting the Dreadnought, the 260, or the Triple O, the 263, or 243, which is we're back into the mahogany, you're still talking about a truly long scale 25.6 neck. But these guitars have a one and three quarter inch nut width. So now you're getting closer to modern day Martins. But again, you can't get Adirondack spruce from Martin on the tops with a modern easy play neck. You, you, you know, now you have to really look into uh, V-necks if you want to get a Martin with a, a you know, premium Adirondack spruce tom. That's true. And, and that brings me to my next question for you. We agreed that if you're looking at a BR-180, you can look at a D-45 from Martin as an apples to apples equivalent. What does Martin offer in the current lineup, if anything, where you can find D-45 styling and a solid Adirondack spruce top? Well... There is the D28 authentic, I'm so beg your pardon, there's the D45 authentic 1936 that costs something along the lines of $60,000. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, other than, of course, custom shop, you could call Mari and say, I want a D45 within Adirondack Spruce Top. And I can tell you, it's not going to get you nearly the guitar for the dollar that you get from buying a Blue Ridge uh, at the t uh, you know top of Blue Ridge is ceiling is still ridiculously affordable acoustic guitar. And I can already hear what we sound like. We don't mean to sound that funny. We're making little jokes about the prices. We are not in any respect saying that Martins are overpriced or that Blue Ridge guitars are better. It's just a fact that Blue Ridge guitars are very affordable. But make no mistake, Martin guitars are the real thing. Well, yeah, I mean, I think if anybody knows me, they know how much I uh, love Martin guitars. Um, and sometimes people, I've said this before, are looking for something different, but still in the same sort of ballpark in terms of style of guitar. Somebody's looking for a guitar uh, they like a Pearl, but they can't afford a D45. And I got to tell you, the Blue Ridge 280 is one gorgeous guitar. But with the Style 45 Pearl, 
they don't call it that, but that's what it is. The pre-war style 45 uh, snowflake neck that in some respects are the way they put in uh, the diamonds and the snowflakes is even fancier than what you'd get from from uh, a vintage looking D42 or D45, and much more along the lines of some limited edition uh, Martins. Really gorgeous vintage style gold tuners and a very unique headstock inlay that is a combination of mother pearl and abalone. Uh, it might even be green power shell because it's, it is like green leaves and, and a white, white leaves. It's really, it's hard to, it's hard to describe. You have to check it out for yourself. I think it looks absolutely gorgeous. And um, so people who want a very, uh, very pearly, beautiful abalone guitar, but cannot, or um, justify going up to the price of a D45. I don't think there's another guitar on the planet that deserves a, a look more than the uh, Blue Ridge 280. Um, Blue Ridge, the non-pearl one that's more similar to style 28, same thing. A really great bang for the buck when you want an Adirondack spruce top and solid rosewood. Um, so, you know, there's no apologies need to be made for Martin or Blue Ridge here. And I think they, uh, they are definitely big sellers for you um, for good reason. I mean, obviously. Absolutely. And we, uh, we're really proud to rep for both of these brands. And, you know, jokes aside, there's a guitar for you from both of these companies. So if you really like the styling of something from Martin, there's a very, very good chance Blue Ridge makes something equally as nice and vice versa. You might end up, you know, starting with the BR-160 and it's just going to make you want a Martin D28 that much more. Um, so we're not trying to divide anybody. We're not going down the, the politics and, and trying to land on one side of this. We want to bring you as much information. I mean, if anything, we've done 10 episodes of Martin. This is the first episode of more, so we certainly aren't favoring Blue Ridge as far as the number of podcasts we're doing, but it can't be ignored. Blue Ridge guitars are just so good. As I started saying earlier in the podcast, we could have switched to Eastman, Recording King, if we found a good reason, and we just have not. And I'll tell you the truth, we're constantly looking at the NAMM shows and, and other things online. Maybe it's time to bring a third brand in here, let them fight it out. If we began selling Martin and Blue Ridge and something else, and the sales of that third thing really you know, cannibalize the Blue Ridge lineup, you guys will be speaking with your wallets and we want to give you what you want. So far to date, what you want is Blue Ridge as an alternative. I mean, I've I've got my favorite Blue Ridge guitars that I've, I always go to when I'm playing here. I do so many virtual tours on Wednesdays where we show you our current inventory of both brands. And we even did a, a couple of really good demo videos a month ago where we compared some Blue Ridge guitars with laminated back and sides to the same kind of guitar with solid back and sides. And I'm getting a lot of really great mail uh, after the fact and YouTube comments and emails later gushing over what these guitars sound like in the Contemporary series. So as Spoon made a good point a minute ago, some people can't afford a Martin. A lot of people could afford a Martin, but don't choose to allocate their money towards a really expensive guitar. A lot of people who buy Blue Ridge, if they wanted to buy an HD28, they have they have plenty of money for it. They just choose not to do it. And the more we listen to up-close examples of what these Blue Ridge guitars sound like, I'm just really impressed. Well, and uh, something else that I forgot to mention, I wanted to mention early on, is these are good options for, um, for new guitarists who want a really good guitar. And, uh, and especially as a gift, like uh, someone wanting to buy their son or daughter their first 
solid wood guitar and that have learned to play and are, you know, very into it, but it's not really time to move up to Martin money. They can do that themselves when they get older and can can afford a, a Martin if they want, but they might just stay with that Blue Ridge and it could be their guitar for life because they're well-made. And uh, whether you're talking about the laminated contemporary series or the full-blown solid wood Blue Ridges. So um, that's another reason uh, for people to look to Blue Ridge. So as I'm watering the plants today by the pool in the summer of 2022, I thought, what a gorgeous, beautiful blue sky day to lock myself in the Maury's Music Basement Studio and get on a podcast. We're almost out of time. Not quite yet. We do have two things to do. I haven't answered the trivia question yet. And I think we should have a fun rapid fire part of this show. Spoon, I challenge you, name a Blue Ridge guitar so I could quickly, precisely, and handsomely name the Martin guitar that it's inspired by. Go. Sure. BR163. Uh, Martin O28. So that is correct. And the interesting thing is some people might have said triple O28 because Blue Ridge refers to these guitars as triplos. But why is Mari correct for equating this to the Martin OM28? Mari? Because it is long scale. That's correct. Very good. It's a long, <laughs> a long scale. I'll, I'll never, ever, ever understand how quietly this crowd sits and hangs on every little word, and they only really erupt when somebody gets an answer right. They're so, so behaved. Same people, too, every week. <laughs> well, just keep that cattle prod uh, charged, and you'll be fine. Um, all right, here's another. BR143CE. There is no Martin counterpart for an all-solid mahogany back and sides, solid Sitka spruce top, cutaway OM in the catalog right now. The closest thing would be an OM18 cutaway electronic, which only exists in Spoon's Dreams. That's exactly right. Um, Or a custom order from Mars Music. But yes. Good point. Hit me again. All right. BR70. Ah, you tried to trap me. If that was a BR-180, we would say D45, but the laminated version of the BR-180 is the BR-70, and there does not exist anything in the Martin lineup except for contacting Andrew at Mari's Music for your next custom. There comes the trivia question again. Why is that BR-70 instead of BR-80 or vice versa? And the answer is... We don't know. If you're listening, Blue Ridge, please contact us and give us the answer. I'm not kidding. I don't know why Blue Ridge would do the seven prefix, and then when you graduate to the solid wood version, it became an eight. It should be either a BR-80 below a BR-180, or it should be a BR-70 and then a BR-170. If you work for Saga Music and you're listening to this program, please let us know ASAP. Unless you know, Spoon. Nope. No, I got to say, I have never known that. Here, I thought I was finally going to learn the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, that's why we like to call it Martins and more. 
If you'd like more of this kind of content, please share this with your friends. Please do come back next week. I thought I heard our Academy Awards wrap up your speech music in the distance, but there's one more thing I'd like to hit on before we get out of here. We talked about, in general, the contemporary series versus the historic series versus pre-war series. We have taken the time to teach you that a 43 is a two-prefix guitar in the contemporary. The 143 is the solid back and sides version in, in historic series. And then you graduate all the way up to the pre-war series for a BR243. We have failed to mention, and it's all my fault, mostly spoons. When you look at the Blue Ridge nomenclature, the end of the name, if it ends in a zero, it is a dreadnought. And if it ends in a three, it is an auditorium sized guitar. Spoon, can you forgive me? Well, yes and no, because I, I, I guess I'm so used to this now, I forgot to say that myself. So I think we're even. Stephen. All right, Stephen, I do hear the music now. It's about time for us to go. Spoon, I want to thank you for the great conversation. It's always fun. From all of us at Maury's Music, thank you for listening. Hear you later. This has been a presentation of Maury's Music your trusted source for Martin and Blue Ridge guitars. Find us online at maurysmusic.com. Music.com.